0: Welcome to the Creative Photo Booth Podcast, an informational podcast with a weekly dose of topics on how to level up your photo booth business. Join us as we dive deeper into the photo booth industry and talk about how to stand out in a flooded market, set trends, and create a unique client experience. I'm
1: Katie. And I'm Sarah. And we're your hosts. everyone! We hope everyone is having an awesome summer with lots of fun-filled events. We have been crazy busy finishing up this summer season, and Katie and I both have been just absolutely busy, but so happy we are. It's so awesome. This week, we actually wanted to dive into an unavoidable question that we seem to actually get on a monthly basis. So, we're just going to dive in this week. We are very excited for this topic, We're going to be talking about when potential clients do ask us the somewhat dreaded question Can you work my event for free?
0: (laughs) And I know we all get this question at some point in our career. I feel like I got this question a lot more when I first started off. I guess Mm -hmm. people just know that you're like newer. So, not that they're trying to take advantage, but they just a lot of times want to see if they can collaborate, you know? So, we say dreaded because oftentimes it does come from. I mean sometimes does come from a place of not valuing our services and you know the business that we've worked so hard to build. I've said it before on this podcast, but you wouldn't go into Chipotle and ask for a free lunch. So, you know, we wanted to talk about how to navigate these conversations when you are doing free events and how they can actually be beneficial whereas, you know, kind of staying away from the people that are just kind of expecting that free lunch.
1: Yeah. So what are some of the different scenarios that you come across when asked this question? The first scenario that comes to mind for me would be charity or nonprofit
0: events. I completely understand when I get these inquiries, you know, they're trying to get sponsors and support a cause, which I 100% understand. I think the point we want to make for these types of events is how to navigate the conversation. You have to ask yourself, is this charity a cause that is close to my heart? You know, there are so many charities and nonprofits. It's okay to not feel connected to every single one. And then once you have determined whether it's an event you want to participate in, you have to decide at what level you want to help support the cause. Whether it's doing the event for free or partially free, you know, consider have you already maxed out the amount of events that you've done in kind for that month or that year. You know, there have been times when I've worked with a charity or nonprofit you know, that has reached out to me about working with them or doing the event for free or actually they've even mentioned doing it partially free. So we've worked at a deal where I I did it for partially in kind. And in these cases, you know, I'll offer a percentage to be donated and then that makes me a partial sponsor. And then I'm, you know, considered a a sponsor at a certain level where I get a certain amount of perks, but I'm not doing the event for entirely free. And I think that is a great alternative to saying yes to completely doing an event for free that maybe, you know, maybe you it is close to your heart, but you've just done so many that month, or you've kind of maxed out. Maybe you have a certain amount that you're willing to do for in kind or free. Um, you know,
1: and you kind of maxed out for that year, that month, that kind of thing. Exactly. I think picking and choosing in this case is very, very important because at the end of the day, we still need to have access to grow our business, you know, and make those right connections with people that are going to benefit us. You know, I feel like that's just so important for our business in general. And I think the questions to ask would be, you know, things like,
0: is the event ticketed? If so, how much do the tickets cost? Because people who are willing to pay for a ticket to, to attend an event are typically willing to hire you for your services and would be a good crowd to network with. I've done events for this reason where I know the guest list is a list that would be beneficial for my business while
1: I am supporting a cause that I want to be a part of. And that's a great exchange. Exactly, and I feel like there's times where sev- several events are actually taking place on the same day. This has happened to us many times, and we've had girls reach out to us case in point. You know, we had an influencer event versus a wedding vendor event, which was actually for the knot and the wedding wire. And the girls with, you know, the wedding wire knot event, they would have, reached if they would have reached out to us sooner, they only gave us like three days notice before the event. Um, we would have gladly taken that event over the influencer event because that would have essentially benefited our business. They offered us, you know, a membership for both the Knot and the WeddingWire accounts um, for a year. So that would have benefited us 100%. But literally like the week before, you know, we said yes to an influencer event because we didn't have anything that day. Oh, well, it was only like a week difference. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, so it was pretty close. Like the influencer reached out to us before. Um, I would say it was only like five days prior or something. And then they reached out to us for the wedding wear or not event. And I was just like, man, like I told Randall, I wish I would have – you know, I wish they would have reached out a little sooner. We need more than three days notice before the event. Um, right. So that was just the tough decision, you know. And seriously, at the end of the day, you know, when you are making these decisions, we we try to keep in mind the motto of first come, first serve. The girls with the Not wedding Wire event, you know, they only reached out three days prior. So technically, we're, we were already booked for this. So they just didn't give us enough time frame. And I kind of mentioned that to her. I said, if you could let us know, you know, if you are having upcoming events, can you please reach out within at least 30 days so we can accommodate you guys, you know?
0: Yeah, but I do think the first come first serve pretty much just applies for paid events for me Mm -hmm. at least. I think it just comes down to which event is going to benefit your business. So it's important to weigh them both. I think in your situation though – I'd probably be the same. I wouldn't – if I had agreed to the influencer event, I don't know that I would necessarily go back to them and be like, just kidding, I'm not available any longer. But who knows? Actually, you know, now that we're like talking about this topic on the podcast, maybe in the future if this ever does happen to me, we're talking about how important it is to weigh the options for both. Yeah. And maybe I would go back, you know, and learn from like the lesson that you had with this situation Maybe I would say, you know, I'm so sorry. We've our our circumstances have changed. We're actually no longer available, and then do the other event. But you know, our point here is that it's something to just consider when you're weighing the options of both, and looking at the pros and cons of both, and also looking at your calendar. You know, how far in advance people are reaching out. Do you have the opportunity to book a paid event, or is this a last minute event? that you can do in kind where you wouldn't just be sitting at home otherwise. I think in your situation because they kind of booked, you know, the event that you did end up doing with the influencers, they mm-hmm. are still only booked a week out. So yeah. there's just not really – at that point, you're just
1: – Exactly. There wasn't past. <laughs> cushion. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it just sucks, you know. A week is not enough time even in general. Um, needless to say, three days. Exactly. You know. So it's like if – we were to even, I guess, bail out of the influencer event, like you said, and send that email. I think that would just make us look even worse to the influencer event of us bailing out last minute. Because if the Wedding Wire or Not event was three days prior, um, you know. That just to me looks bad, almost like you're bailing out of a situation. So like in this case, I feel like for me, I feel like it's just important to choose those certain paths in life, almost like it's that fork in the road. You know, there's so many different scenarios that, you know, could have or would have taken place if you would have chosen that particular path. It's just a learning experience. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, it all comes down to just asking the right questions that will both benefit your business and help you make those right connections.
0: And the right connections being the key point there. You can make connections, for example, with the influencer event, you know, you may connect to like the industry and someone in the industry. Whereas with the wedding, why or not event, you would connect to people in the wedding industry and maybe fellow vendors, wedding planners, florists. And I know, you know, that's been at the top, Of your list, for example, this year Mm -hmm. to expand further into the wedding side of things. So someone who doesn't necessarily want many weddings would more so benefit from the influencer event, where in this situation, depending on for you, whether you wanted more, you know, high end influencer events. Or if you wanted more like wedding-focused events, that's another thing to consider if you were to back out. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm not telling anyone to back out because I think at the end of the day, like you said, like you don't want to look bad to the influencer people because you have given them your word and I think that is important. We want you to consider these questions before getting into a situation where you have to turn down an event.
1: Yeah, I think for me, it was definitely a lesson learned. And I will keep in mind some of the questions we've talked about when weighing the options in the future, especially before, you know, taking an event, because I do want to keep my word and not back out. So what are some of the other scenarios you think of when asked to work free events, Katie?
0: Another scenario that comes to mind is when I get brides who have already made a budget but didn't factor the price level for each vendor they are wanting to book and they do look for any price cut they can find. I was a bride once, so I do understand the scenario very well, but I think there is a way to approach the topic without just asking for, hey, can I get a discount?
1: Yeah. We actually had a groom reach out to us recently asking if there was any way to lower you know, just some of the costs that fit within their budget and their wedding is taking place on a Monday, which we usually take Mondays off and it's in Malibu. So Randall and I were, you know, chatting about this and we actually told the guy that we could waive our travel fee to lower the costs and he was more than happy to book us actually the same day. I think when it's small things like that, the client just appreciates it and values us even more and I guess like our thought process for this was you know we haven't really serviced Malibu this is a new territory for us you know it is a really higher end market that we wanted to be in so Randall's like hey we take Mondays off you know it's a Monday wedding let's make a day out of it let's be at a cool venue it's right on the beach so why not so we waived the travel fee for them and he was really happy
0: And it's in Malibu. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that is absolutely okay, especially if you feel like they're valuing your service, but maybe just genuinely asking if there is a way to work with you. Mm -hmm. It's a different conversation when someone is having, you know, for example, a Monday wedding because they can't afford to have a big Saturday celebration, but they still want to make it fun and ask if there's anything that they can take out, keyword, being take out to make it possible to work with you. You know, because on the flip side, there are these inquiries where you get and they want X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. and they want you to discount your service on top of getting all of
1: that. Oh, 100%. This is, you know, the client that does not really value your services. They're just looking for the cheapest option at this point. You know, we have received emails like this in the past and I have to tell them, sorry, unfortunately, our pricing is non-negotiable. And, you know, it's kind of sad they get a little upset, but sorry, like we can't accommodate everyone that's asking for a cheaper option, you know?
0: Yeah. I had a bride recently, you know, say to me literally, keep in mind that our wedding is in an off-season month. (laughs) And I responded and told her that we don't have off-seasons because we don't just do weddings. We do other events. You know, we do have slower months, but she doesn't A, need to know that and B, I wanted to educate her on the you know on our business a little mm-hmm. bit. And beyond just that, being off wedding season does not take away from the business we have worked hard to build and the quality service that we provide. Needless to say, I did not end up booking her and that is completely okay. I think there is a time for price shoppers and then there is a time to educate where clients become more aware of the value in your service. In this particular case, it was a very low budget wedding and just a price shopper.
1: Oh, for sure. You can tell, you know, from the email, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> which is funny. I can't believe she said that to you. I I don't know how I would react in that case. <laughs> I was just like, um, we do events all the time, yeah. So, but what
0: was funny, you know, we we do have, like I said, we do have slower months. But mm-hmm. what's funny is that her month it was actually February, and in the wedding world, yes. February tends to not be, you know, a very yeah. high wedding month, mm-hmm. but in the events industry, January and February are yeah. actually busy for us because we're doing events. Yeah, and of so course. that's why I said that. I was like, "You're not actually <laughs> correct. Just want to point that out."
1: I know when we do get those emails of, you know, lower budget wedding, at the end of the day, that's not our market. We don't want to market to those clients, you know, unfortunately. Sorry, that does not fit within our criteria. We are a premium photo booth service, you know, and we always need to keep that in mind. And I think it comes down to educating your clients as well. If they do walk away from the conversation and you did take the time to educate them about your services or, you know, the photo booth experience that they are essentially buying into, it's just going to look better on your part. And who knows? They might end up booking you for a different event in the future. It just didn't fit into the budget that they had for their wedding.
0: Yeah. And you can discount your service, but those discounts add up. And at the end of the year, you worked for X amount versus X amount that you could have worked for if you hadn't discounted. And it does impact your business and its sustainability, which is another thing to consider. Again, it's all about weighing the options. If it's... You know, if it's a wedding at a venue that you haven't worked at, like your Malibu wedding, for example, Mm -hmm. and you would like to work there and make a connection, that's a great way to get in with that venue if there is a way to take something out of their package without actually discounting, you know, your actual services. So moving on to the next scenario, you know, I think
1: of frienders. Oh, the good one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So tell us what frienders are. Oh, my goodness. We get these all the time. I for, know you do. <laughs> yes. For those of you who actually don't know the term, these are friends that are fellow business owners and, you know, they have all these events happening. And, and there's like, nothing wrong with them. These no, are our friends exactly. who are
0: vendors. We're just laughing because there's an actual term for it.
1: Yes. And I think it's actually <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. We get these requests all the time. And... I think it's a great way to partner with other local business owners, your friends, make those connections, network. Every time we do, you know, an event for a friender, we get so many referrals. We get so many people seeing our photo booth. And I think it just creates that um, connection even more so, not only with their business, but for your business. Um, And it just is fun all around. So usually these frienders want our photo booth for an event they're hosting or a shop opening or just whatever it is, you know, whatever that event may be, your first instinct may be, you know, we got to give them a good deal because they're a friend. But at the end of the day, we still need to make money too. So just finding, I guess, a cushion that works. The balance. Yeah. Your friends. (laughs) I think it's wonderful to network and have friends that are fellow business owners. These can be
0: some of the best events because you are, you know, collaborating Mm -hmm. and they're usually really creative. Yeah. But the key takeaway to watch out for when navigating around these conversations is when to charge and when to trade because a lot of people will try to trade in these situations. But in my experience, trading is very hard to gauge. If you are trading and you feel good about the exchange, then by all means continue doing that. For me, I have found in my own experience while I absolutely want to offer a discount because it's fun to collaborate. They are my friends. I love working with them. You know, they refer me. I refer them. I think it works better setting a price and giving them a set discount where everything is paid in money versus products and services.
1: Yeah, we actually have a set price for our frienders and we absolutely do not go below this price. We just have it set. They already kind of know that they're getting this good deal. So it is a deal that they are comfortable with and they can still afford and still have us there and have fun. And probably expect in the future because you kind of set that tone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they – book us for multiple events you know we just you're still making money yeah we just did that um event at the ohana salon and she already wants to book us for three more events till the end of the year so
0: that's a great example of a vendor exactly a friend who is in the small business industry Mm -hmm. or a vendor exactly i have a similar (laughs) setup with mine it's just a percentage you know i have a set percent and i let them know i have attached my pricing and you will receive the friender discount on top of that Then you also have vendors who are not friends but want to collaborate with you for your event. So I kind of want to talk about that on the topic of friends and -hmm. vendors. I think this can be tricky and I think it depends on where you are in your business. If you are just starting out and it's a wedding planner or a calligrapher throwing an event for other vendors, then this is a great way to get exposure and network. However, and this has happened to me recently where I turned the request down, There is the situation where you have been doing business for a few years and you are happy with your bookings. You don't necessarily need the exposure, although networking and exposure is never a bad thing. But it's okay to not want to work the event for free just because they are putting on a fun workshop or event. They want to add a photo booth to their event for the people coming and you have a service that they're looking for. So in my, you know, using my own judgment, the one that I just mentioned that I got recently, I was like, no, here's my pricing.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. And I think that's actually a really good point because I faced this a lot last year with my styling business and no one valued my work or paid me for my time. Essentially, you can't make money this way at all. And you're just hoping to gain that exposure that's going to help your business grow. When it does come to the situation, I think in this case, it is very, very important to pick and choose which events you are a part of that will really help your business grow. And I feel like with specific vendors, you know, you want to network with these vendors that are going to get your name out there and refer you and help you also move up in the industry. Yeah. For example, how long have they been in the industry? Exactly. Mm -hmm.
0: But my favorite expression and you said it <laughs> that i've ever heard around this topic is the term exposure bucks <laughs> and how they don't pay the bills i laugh every time i get someone asking us to do an event for exposure because that's the first thing i think of first of all don't get me started on whether they actually know that i need the exposure i've had people reach out in our very early days who clearly knew that we yeah. were a you know newer business and i was thankful for that but i've had people in the last few months reach out in this way. And I want to send them a shocked face gift because (laughs) they don't know if I need, actually need the exposure. And of course, exposure is never a bad thing. But in terms of doing it for free, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's for me, I'm kind of like, thank you for assuming that I need the exposure. But, you know, going back to that quote, exposure bucks do not pay my real life bills.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And it's not like, you know, they're seeing where your marketing is at, um, do they know? You know where <laughs> your exposure is at? Like, That's are they I'm taking the me. time to do the research? You know, they're just like, hey, um, I know
0: that you're a small <laughs> business owner, and that must mean that you don't have enough events or money, exactly, and you need the exposure. So do this for free for me because there's going to be all of these people.
1: <laughs> oh, I and I love like, it when people. None of that is that. necessarily <laughs> true. Exactly. I seriously love it when people email us that with the intention in mind of you guys need the exposure. It's going to benefit you. Oh my goodness. (laughs) We get this a lot, especially here in California. And last night we were actually at a vendor meetup and we were chatting with this guy and he just laughed at this question because I asked him this you know as well and if he faced this in the photo booth community and he was like oh all the time it is something you cannot you know stray away from i feel like everyone deals with this case or this scenario you know so when you are first starting off it's okay to do some of these events to get that exposure you know but at, Literally at the end of the day, I want to say this time and time again, it does not pay your bills, (laughs) you know. Right. We will seriously be broke if we did every event for free. And so I just want to make sure that you are picking and choosing the right clients and the right people to work with because if it doesn't go right, it's a waste of our time and our, you know, energy, Our time and energy is so valuable here. So my thoughts on this is always what is that person going to do for me because I'm doing something essentially for them. We don't even know this person. So what are they going to do for us in return? Yeah, you've told me so many
0: stories. I feel like it's so much more prevalent out there in California with celebrities and influencers. I mean (laughs) – just I, – I do get requests for events yeah. all the time for free, but yours are ridiculous because your stories always center around them never wanting to give you anything in return. The conversation always seems to revolve around, you'll be doing this event for this person, <laughs> so you should want to do it. Yeah. Also, should want to do it for free. Mm-hmm. But no, we will not be tagging you or posting about you in return. You will essentially get nothing, and here's a non-disclosure agreement that you must sign where you're
1: not allowed to use anything. (laughs) Or else you'll be sued for $5 million. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it seems like. Yes, all the time. Literally, we get these emails. I would say every other week, And it's just ridiculous. And I somebody is somebody here in California. And I just – I want to leave it at that. It's just ridiculous. I can't believe it sometimes. (laughs) So let's talk about how to respond
0: when you do get requests for free events. You know, we've talked about questions to ask. But what does an email
1: like that look like? Well, for instance, we actually just received an email for a free event um, upcoming. So September 5th. This event is – 200 plus miles for us so i told the girl you know although we do appreciate her thinking of us we couldn't be more excited to be there for her event we do need to be paid you know for our time and our travel this is our busy season yes we can do it but do we need to do this event for free no at the end of the day no we do not we do not need this event to like you know get more more exposure or whatever it is. So we're past the point of accommodating free events, especially during busy season. So those
0: are just some questions that you asked yourself, you know, just kind of when considering like how to respond to it, which are good. So was this someone that you had done a previous event for or were they just asking for you to just do the event for
1: free? No. So this was actually a sister company of a past event we did that was – You know, someone we wanted to work with. We were just first starting out. We wanted to gain that exposure. Um, The girl we were partnering with or collaborating with was someone that we wanted to connect with. You know, she's awesome. She's based in Orange County. We absolutely loved working with her. So local to your market then. Yes. She's amazing. And we have received a lot of referrals from her and also from some of the attendees that were at the event. So this was just like a really cool networking event that I wanted to be a part of and it really did benefit us. So this girl that emailed us, she was actually for another territory, I guess, and she's hosting this event and she said, oh, hey. You know, the girl you worked with reached out and we want to work with you. You did the last one for free. Exactly. So do this one. So you essentially
0: were referred, you know, they re- they reached out to you because you set this, the tone.
1: Yeah. 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 And for this one, I asked her, you know, in the email, I asked her, do you have a set budget for the photo booth? <laughs> so right. I guess I, you know, I told her, I'm like, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to go above and beyond or try to accommodate a free event especially during this busy busy season for us. So, I had to kind of toughen up and I was like, "Hey, you know, do you have a set budget for the photo booth services? You know, our time is valuable. You know, we are 200 plus miles from this, so we would like to work within a budget that would best fit you guys." <laughs> and the email I got back was, "Oh, we didn't realize we had to have a set budget for the photo booth. We didn't
0: have to pay you. We <laughs> yes. just thought you were going to do everything for free.
1: Exactly. And they do sell tickets to this event. So to me, I feel like they could definitely set aside a comfortable budget, you know, that works for them. That Yeah, would especially if they're charging for, for tickets. Yeah. And that at least pays for like our mileage and some of the time that we do put in, you know. Um, before we continue diving into like what
0: an email response would be. I just want to insert because it's kind of – it's like pretty much just along the same lines. <laughs> I had reached out to – I think it was like at the end of last year. I reached out to a company that has a location that's like an hour and a half away from here and mm-hmm. they're coming to my market. And when I saw that they're building a business, like a like another a second location in my market, I reached out and I was like, hey, I know you guys don't have a set opening date yet, but when you do, I would love to offer my service to you for free um, or as like a demo. Um, I I just would love to work with you guys and just welcome you to Richmond. Mm -hmm. And after some like back and forth trying to get like they kept passing me around and finally I got to like the, I guess, I don't know, the manager, the events manager or something. They were like awesome and they seemed really interested and they were like, we actually have all of these events coming up. And it basically went from a conversation that was like, hey, when you have your grand opening, I want to be there and it's on me because Mm -hmm. I'm really stoked that you guys are coming to Richmond to awesome. We will definitely let you know. In the meantime, here are all these other events that you can do for free for us. Like that's how it came across. (gasps) Oh my gosh. And I responded immediately. So here's an example email and I was just basically like, awesome. I would love to work with you all on these events. Here's my pricing for all the ones outside of the grand opening and I never – hurt back. And I don't think it's necessarily (laughs) just because they're just avoiding me. I think they just are really busy because they still haven't even opened yet. Yeah. But I just thought it was funny because it went from – I'm going to do this one event for free. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the community. Yeah. To we'd love to have you all these other ones. And then ghosted when I like sent them my pricing for those. That's
1: so crazy. Like you were doing yeah. something out of the goodness of your heart because you wanted to work with them. I was and excited,
0: genuinely excited yeah. about their business coming here.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And like if that were me, I'd be like, oh, awesome. Like that would be so cool. You know, let's What's get, your budget? Yeah, let's get you booked for that one and then send me your pricing for future events. That No, that's what I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like
0: but I had to say it instead of that. Yeah. Them. So I think the email response, you know, around these could be centered around just saying honestly, stating the fact that you did collaborate on that one event mm-hmm. for your, you know, your situation in particular because the event was in your market and you don't offer in kind services outside of your market. Yeah. And then if the request happens to be somewhere that is within your market, another way to kindly turn them down is sending your pricing and stating that you offered services as a one-time collaboration and you love doing it, but you do charge X amount hourly and would love to talk more about them if adding a photo booth service to their event is something they're interested in budgeting for. I think there are so many different ways to navigate responses for free events. Obviously, this is just one example, but you know, at least we hope that That gives you some insight into the topic and just getting the conversation started on doing a free event and how to not necessarily, you know, smack someone in the face. (laughs) How dare you for asking for a free (laughs) event and when to know when to actually, you know, take on the free event and then how to make it benefit for you because you are doing the work.
1: Exactly. And that's what I did, you know, for this girl. And, you know, you try to be nice and say, hey, we're more than happy to work within a budget that is comfortable. But we do need to get paid for our time. I know we have chatted about this briefly on one of the past episodes, and not everyone is seeing all the work going in, you know, behind the scenes, emails, designing, prepping, our drive time, setup and breakdown, wear and tear in our car, editing all the photos. There's just so much that goes into one event, you know, and our time is very valuable. So we need to make sure clients are understanding that and appreciating our time.
0: And then you have friends. You know, I have one friend that continues to ask me to do events for his company Mm -hmm. for very, very – well, he wanted them basically for free and then we're like, you're a friend so we're going to discount it but we are going to charge. But then he keeps sending me friends of his friends that have really low budget Mm. and then gets (laughs) upset with me when I'm not willing to like accommodate, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think those are like, that's like a whole other side (laughs) to the free event discounted situation. And that is something that you should be navigating as well.
1: Oh my goodness, this has happened to me as well. And you know, it's just that point where, you know, you are working with these frienders and you are doing, you know, these events at a lower price bracket for them and accommodating them. But at the end of the day, when we're trying to, you know, get those referrals or book those people from these events that we're at, if they keep asking, you know, can you hook it up for my friend, then everyone's going to want the hookup. We can't run a business with giving everyone a hookup, you know. And typically
0: (laughs) these low budget friends asking for the hookup are sending you more low-budget friend and then their friends are (laughs) expecting. And it's not even maybe. It's not even that they're all just like broke. Mm -hmm. It's that you are setting a tone. Yep. And the conversation is like, you know, being –
1: telephoned around Mm -hmm. that you are awesome photo booth willing to give a discount. Yeah, exactly. And we just can't, I have to stand firm for that. And you know, if someone hates me, Oh, well, you know, I'm running a business here and we have to pay our bills and we have to make X amount of money. And a true friend wouldn't necessarily ask for that all the time. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, they just need to value you know, our services, what we are providing. And, you know, that isn't our client market. So if someone is wanting all the handouts or discounts or whatever it is, you know, we don't want those clients in the first place. So it is okay to say no. And we're at that point now where it is okay for us. You know, we're super busy. People are paying us for what we're worth. And it is okay to say no, especially if you're super busy.
0: Such a good topic. Although I love every one of our topics, you know, and we could dive in more but we do want to keep these episodes short for the most part and easy to listen to on the way to an event or seeing out client galleries. And with that said, we did want to let you guys know we will be having a mid-season break through the month of September. Sad, sad. <laughs> yes. Fall season is one of the if not the busiest seasons for small business owners in the event industry. So, we just want to take some time to prepare for our business and, you know, focus on our clients. So with that said, it does give us a chance
1: to work on the podcast and come back in October ready for new episodes in the fall. So sad. I'm so bummed that we will be missing you guys and our weekly episodes, but it's just for the end of the summer into the beginning of fall and we will be back stronger than ever. We have so many fun topics planned and we are so excited to release them. As always, if you have a request, please send it to our email Creative Podcast at gmail.com so that we can put some of your requests on our calendar as we were planning out the rest of season one. And as always, we are growing the Creative Photo Booth Podcast Group on Facebook.
0: So if you want to join the conversation, use the link in the episode description to request to join. We love reading your answers and do read them. So be sure to answer those and tell us more about you and your business. If you don't own a photo booth yet but would like to join, that is okay
1: too. Everyone is welcome. So sign up and join with us. With that said, that wraps up our episode and we will see you guys this fall. That's a wrap on the Creative Photo Booth Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and download so we can keep this conversation going. We want to hear from you. So send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. We'll be taking questions and requests. So let us know if there's a topic you want to hear. Until then, we'll see you next Thursday.